Okay, Phil's going to go for the, uh, uh, yeah, the obligatory bell ring. That is quite loud. <laughs> I think, I think one's enough. Hello, welcome to this special edition of A Good Walk Spoiled. We're standing outside the John Sebastian, formerly called Light Vessel 55, in the Bathurst Basin, down by the river in Bristol. Light vessels are ships that act like portable lighthouses. They're used in waters that are too deep or unsuitable for lighthouse construction. And today they've mainly been superseded by automated boys. Just boys? Or do they, uh, they have girls as well? <laughs> Let's go aboard. We've, we've come aboard and we're here with Jackie Cochran, who's very clued up about the John Sebastian. First of all, Jackie, how big is the boat? It's 103 foot long, 26 foot wide, and it weighs 274 tonnes. What's the history of this ship in particular? When was it laid down? First of all, it was built in 1885. It was built here in Bristol. It was built at Charles Hill Dockyard, which is now Albion Docks. And uh, the light itself, what form did it take? What, what powered the light? Whale oil, basically, um, at the time. The lantern was here and it was part of a pulley system, so it would be raised up and down and the wicks lit and the oil container filled. And it was a clockwork mechanism that sent a reflector around. And so they had that. They also had a cannon, which if the ships were coming towards the hazard and hadn't noticed the light ship or heard the foghorn, um, a cannon would be sounded. After three times, they realised the ship was in trouble because it was still coming. Um, and then they would be signalling for help. Do you know where this was ever anchored? Do you know the places where it was anchored? Um, yes, we've got a list over here, um, mostly in the English and Welsh grounds and on the Thames. The sandbanks that were the issue, so that's where it was taken out. But it, it was moved around quite a bit. So it's, today it's a, a clubhouse for the Cabot Cruising Club, is it? Yeah. Um, is that for boat enthusiasts or is it, it like-minded people? Um, it started life as a cruising club. Um, anybody that's got a boat in the basin here is a member of the club. But you don't need a boat to be a member of the club. Everything you can see at the top size is quite new. This is 1979 when Cabot Cruising Club rebuilt her. We've had her longer than that. We took ownership when she was decommissioned in about 1953. Um, salvagers had stripped her of everything that was of any value and we were left with a hull. Um, they tried to set light to it and burn it, but it wouldn't burn. And it was sent for salvage to Porter's Head. And Cabot Cruising Club purchased it for £250 um, and then set to work making what you can see today. It, it rose from the flames? It did. And uh, well, the most important question I have is I hear there's a bar on board. There is a bar on board, yes, <laughs> very well utilised. Is, is the bar open? Because it feels a terrible soak. And yeah. uh, so getting a bit on, getting it's on for a minute. 11. Yeah. <laughs> that's yes, it, that's yes, we go, we're off. Let's yeah. go. Quick last orders <laughs> at the bar, yeah. Fantastic, we'll have to venture down. Yes. down Thank downstairs. you very much. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah, let's, let's go and have a look. We've moved below deck, we're in the clubhouse now, and we can confirm that the bar is open. Let's find someone who knows their way around, and not just the bar. My name's Emma Brennans, so I'm the Vice Commodore of the club down here. And, uh, and where, we, where are we standing, technically? We're below decks. 
We are, yep, below the waterline here. Um, so the waterline is probably just above this. Um, yeah. Just above our heads. Just above our heads, yeah, just there. We're just looking at a, a, a kind of hole in the, in the side of the ship. Slightly worrying, but is that <laughs> is that the outer hull there, yep. and is that the inner hull? Yep. And there's just a section of the inner hull cut away, and we can see the teak. Yeah. Wonderful. Teak's a really good wood because it expands to kind of fill the gaps, and it's um, quite resinous, so uh, it's quite a good boat-building wood. The hull is two skins. Most boats tend to be single-skinned. It's actually two, so it's twice as thick as it needs to be. But it does mean that um, her hull's over a foot thick. Uh-huh. which is quite unusual you don't tend to kind of get that I mean I live on a um, a steel narrowboat just on the other side of the harbour and mine's uh, five mil at the thickest place so kind of comparatively speaking <laughs> she's got an amazingly sturdy hull which actually kind of holds it in quite good stead because there was an attempted scuttle of, of her so after she was decommissioned by Trinity House, she was taken by some salvagers. They stripped all of the precious metals off her and then they tried to reclaim the, the, the metal bolts that were holding her together. And they're not sure if they, it was just for the metal reclamation or if it was actually an insurance job, but they set fire to her. And we can actually show you the, the, the charred wood. It's downstairs in the hull, so if you don't mind getting a little bit mucky, then we can crawl through and I can show you underneath the boat. Well, this is a great space. There's a, a, a pool table on one side. This is like being in the lounge part of a bar. And then there's a little uh, a stage. stage. Yeah. We're now standing on the stage and there's a small room at the back. I'm going to open the door. So it's currently used as a storeroom. And so we, we store a lot of, um, of like disco kit and lights and um, sound systems and stuff in here. But, tombola. Um, yeah, yeah, there's tombola. <laughs> Lots of Christmas decorations. Looks a bit like my bedroom when I was at university. <laughs> it's got a crime scene tape around the... Uh... <laughs> for the entrance where we've come in, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It would be quite a good venue for a murder mystery night. It but... would, yeah. She's never had an engine. She's always been towed wherever she's been moored. And so there's no engine room anywhere. That's normally one of the first questions that we get is like, can we go and see the engine room? I was going to well, you're going to be looking for a while because we, <laughs> we haven't got one and we've never had one. Have you any plans to take her out? She would be able to. We've, we've talked about taking other boats and visiting the mooring grounds where she was. So she's on the English and Welsh grounds between Bristol and Cardiff. I don't think, I think her sea days are kind of over. She's such a large ship as well that we'd have to get quite a large boat to tow her. And also it'd be quite a lot of bridge swinging in Bristol Harbour. So I think we wouldn't be popular with a lot of people because <laughs> as they're commuting into work and we have to swing all these bridges to get the boat through. Go into the into the hull. Um, right. There's not a massive amount of head clearance, okay. so we have to crawl through this quite tight passage, and then be reborn into the hull area, um, and just watch your heads on the way in. Okay, we're going in to a very cramped space. Can you hear me? Yeah, you, you go first, Phil. Okay. Now Phil's crawling in. This is just a. Uh, hole beneath the bar that we're going into now. Aha. On my hands and knees. And we're, it comes out into. So we're now underneath the bar area, is that yeah. correct? Directly beneath the bar, standing on uh, some uh, wooden planks. We're just above the uh, hull and we can see all the way through to the stern of the ship, is that? And uh, the, the hull sloping up on both sides. 
the bowels of the boat. I can see over there a piece of charred wood. Is that from the original hull that was set on fire? Yeah, so just behind you on the left-hand side here. Um, so all of that section, this was where the kerosene was poured and they tried to put her alight. I mean, it looks like she must have smoked and smouldered for a fair few hours, but the actual damage is relatively superficial. Most of the wood down here and the metalwork is all original. So, um, But yeah, they're all original um, bars. Quite a lot of them have actually got um, the maker's marks on them. Oh, yeah. Everything on here will have been specifically made for the, the light ship fleets. So they're certain grade nuts and bolts and planks and yeah. that sort of stuff. So they all... Um, yeah, come from a, a very similar background. Uh, right, we're just crawling back out into the bar of the ship. Brilliant, thank you for that. That was just wonderful. Brilliant. We're now standing at the bar. Just ordered a couple of pints. Very good value here. £2.80. Interview some unsuspecting people. £5.60, please. Thank you very much. Do you a boat in the basin? Yep. Oh, do you? Yeah. It's a small motor cruiser. It goes about 30 knots. Yeah. So it's not that, it's not the fastest, but it's all right. How often did you take her out? Out onto the... Onto the um, um, she, goes, she can go up river, um, not too far, we get a bit too big at then. But we take her out to Avonmouth, then we go all the way through, over to Cardiff, Porter's Head. So, she can go quite far. If you get her out to sea, she'd probably split. But <laughs> <laughs> Is there a speed limit around here? Oh. It's only... Not, not one that anyone it is. I like the fact you don't know if there's a speed limit around here. Just kind of get to go out, out into the... It's only a few knots, so not that fast at all. Are you a member of the uh, cruising club? I am, yes. How long have you been a member for? Um, about five years, I think, yeah. About yeah. That. And you, you own a boat in the basin? Yes, yes, we own a narrow boat. Oh, right, okay. Do you live, do you live on it? Uh, we used to, but we're landlubbers now. Okay. <laughs> So do you have it just, do you rent it out or do you have it for... Uh... No, no, we just, we've got it for sale at the moment, but we just have it for cruising. Okay, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Going up and down to Bath. Yeah. A few beers in the sunshine, it's lovely. We were just talking to someone at the bar, six hours they said, up to Bath, more at Bath, get out, stay overnight, have a few drinks, come back again. I don't see why you've rushed, there's so many good pubs on the way, <laughs> you can stop and make a journey of it. Yeah. So yeah, up at Hannam, every lock basically um, has a, a bar by it, and that's one of the great things about narrowboating, is you're going up and down the canals, and the navvies who made the canals always got thirsty, so some of the, your best pubs are always by the water, yeah. serving a good beer. What's your boat called? Alagando, which apparently, I'm not a musical person, but I've been told it means slowing down and broadening out. Okay. Oh, it's a, an Italian musical annotation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Great, thanks. What's your name, sorry? Uh, Gavin. Gavin, thank you for your time. Pleasure. Okay, we're outside again on the dockside. We've just met a chap called Jason who's down on the waterline maintaining the hull of the boat. So you're a volunteer here? Yeah, club member, yeah. Have you yeah. got boats in the basin? I have, yeah. What's that called? 
Aluva, which is just a small cruiser. But yeah, we come down here most Tuesday evenings, but yeah. it's just making the most of the dry weather really. So although we've got this event on today, the open doors, um, I think they're coping quite well up there. Yeah, I'll just sort of keep out of the way and uh, yeah, make the most of a fine day and get a bit more sanding done. And you're restoring the, 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 the hull? Yeah, the upper side of the hull. The lower section down towards the waterline. Um, it's a separate team going around and, and uh, doing that, that part. Um, but I'm doing the cosmetic part, which is uh, the one that's painted red, like the upper side of the lower hull. Um, and we're just doing a section by section. Um, in the years gone by, it's just been painted over, you know, yeah. a quick coat of paint to dress it up. And um, it's never been given any sort of serious attention. So we're stripping the paint right back to the bare timber, filling cracks in the holes. And then we've got uh, some guys coming in to take out the original caulking. And they'll be, yep. they'll be doing the, uh, the old-fashioned rope, rope and uh, putty, yeah, in between the planks. There's definitely a whiff of two-pack filler. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what's filling these holes and cracks. Yeah. yeah. Okay, nice talking to you guys. Yeah, lovely too. There we are, Light Vestal 55, and a big thank you to all the merry members of the Cabot Cruising Club for thrusting open the companionway doors and uh, welcoming us on board. We're here, of course, for the Bristol Open Doors Festival, which takes place every year around mid-September, where you can look behind the closed doors of Bristol's hidden treasures. And if you've enjoyed your trip with us, we have a couple more walks from the Open Doors Festival at the Lord Mayor's Chapel and the Redcliffe Caves, so hopefully you can join us there. But from now, from a good walk spoiled, it's goodbye. Anchors away! Today, of course, they've been superseded by automated boys. Ah.